So, let's, let, okay, so, Simone, I got a question when it comes to music. Okay, this is a weird transition, <laughs> but, what's it got? Strange transition, I know, I know, but we gotta get to that part eventually. We're like 15 <laughs> minutes in. So, okay, so, I remember I was talking to you before, um, of how you actually got into it, and this sort of, like, boredom, and it escalated there. Tell yeah. me about that. About one specific. What? What is specific about Like, okay, how did you get into it? Because you told me before you only did it because you had nothing that was interesting and you were oh, Okay, so basically what happened, um, when I was, I want to say 10-ish, I started getting guitar lessons. Then I realized I really didn't like the guitar. <laughs> I regret that now. I wish I kept doing it. Mm. Um, but no, I quit that. Then I kept focusing on, on art because I was always an art person in school. Really? Like you drew? Throughout middle school, yeah. Wow. Throughout middle school, I was an art. Me and Sophie did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> good thing I didn't keep doing that because I was awful at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up not liking that as much either. So I was like, what am I going to do? What am I possibly going to do? Like, as an actor. <laughs> um, and around the time, I was also doing robotics. Like I was, I was experimenting with a bunch of stuff. I was, I was a swimmer. I was a guitarist. Really? I was a robotics person. You swim? And I, none of... Yeah, I was a swimmer too. You can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that later. My dad can't swim either. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I know how to take off your dad. Throw him in the Um But I had nothing resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, well, I'm, I guess I'm screwed. What am I going to do? I guess I'm talentless. Mm. All I can do is get good grades. Yeah. I guess, I guess it's over for me. <laughs> and I, I think what happened, like, I was still in robotics at this time. This was sixth grade. Yeah. I was still in robotics. It was like Lego robotics. It was like first Lego. League. Oh, and I was good at it. Um, and it was around this time, I, I think I just saw, I found this YouTube video in the recommended section. Because I told you, like, when I get bored, I just watch YouTube videos. Yeah, like, just this like has been a, Yeah, this has been a staple for, since elementary school. And you still do it? Yes. <laughs> like, my go-to boredom activity is just random YouTube videos. That's me, too. And that, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, for you, it's video games. For me, it's just watching other people play no, video games. No, like, when I get <laughs> sick of video games, I then get into YouTube. And that's why I'm, like, at the lowest of low when it comes to, like, exciting world. And I think in the recommended yeah. section one day, I found this video by Maddian, and it's called Pop Culture. It's this mashup that he did with this controller called the Launchpad. And I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. I got nothing for my birthday. I'm gonna ask for this <laughs> controller. Yeah. They got it. They got it for me. Was and that, I remember. It was like around yeah, seventh this, grade, right? Sorry? It was around seventh grade, right? This was or summer between sixth and seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, they got it for me. It's just like it's it's sixty four basically buttons. It's just like yeah. pads. You can map any sound to them with the software. You're like, you know, this is pretty cool. And then I realized, wait, this is kind of difficult, though. <laughs> yeah. But wait, this was a pretty big investment. This is like $150. Oh. I, like, I got to actually put some use into this before giving up like I did with the other <laughs> Yeah. And then I realized, this comes with the software that I could do stuff with, not just with the launchpad. Yeah. So I put the launchpad aside, and I got into the software, which it, it came with Ableton Live 9 Lite. Oh, yeah. It's super restricted, um, but I just put as much stuff into it as I possibly could. I just downloaded a bunch of... Um, sounds from the internet from this website called Looperman. Yeah. Um, that's every producer's like first step, just going to Looperman. I actually never used it. Really? I, I just, I just hopped right in. <laughs> so most of my like first songs are just complete like loops made by other people. Yeah. But I realized this is really fun. Bam, this hate. I'm making music. I thought it was so cool. Like, and the thing that really sold me about it is that no one else did it. Mm. Like you wouldn't like go to someone and say, Hey, you produce music. And be like, what are you talking about? What is this, what is this thing? Because <laughs> everyone's in band, everyone's in orchestra, everyone's oh, in sport. Yeah. 
especially as a, as a sixth, seventh grader, like, mm-hmm. so ain't no one know what this is. Were you like to yourself, you're like, damn, bro. I'm no, unique as hell. I a, found my yeah, thing. I'm a baller. <laughs> and to this day, that's how it is. Like, obviously, there's a couple more people now. Yeah. Like, I can name but you, maybe three but like, people. Mm, honestly, like, like, even some people, they don't, like, they don't get out, you know? Like, you yeah. know, they don't get out of their, their comfort zone. Like, you do EDM, bro. You do like like more than EDM, right? So I they, do. I, I stay yeah. trapped. You know, sports like, shit like, <clears throat> Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I I just kept going from there because I think that what yeah what really sold me is that no one else was doing it. Yeah. So I had no one to compare myself to. Yeah, I mean that that was my like attitude whenever I some tried out some new things. Mm-hmm. At least I still have that attitude. Like I always want to be unique. It's definitely a flaw. I I would interpret it as a flaw mm-hmm. because of the idea of like. Man, I don't want to go because no one else is doing it. <laughs> Even for better or for worse, most of the time it's for worse. Mm-hmm. But for this scenario, that's good, right? Yeah. It's a great motivator. And it was also a huge challenge because the big limitation to this is that making music, you should know how to make music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's where that guitar playing would have uh, come in handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know a single thing. Like okay, It took so, me a solid like maybe three years to figure out what a key is. Oh so I, beforehand, I was just stacking stuff on top of each other. Like, yeah. this sounds pretty cool. It doesn't sound pretty cool <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, once I learned how to, how to like stay in key, I really started being able to figure out how to make my own composition. And so, t- tell me when, tell me like what age or what grade level when you actually felt like you were actually making music. Um... Let me think. Uh, I think probably summer seventh or eighth grade. Because um, sixth grade, I, I hadn't known about it. Mm-hmm. It was sixth and seventh that I, like, I had a whole timeline in my head. So yeah. In between sixth and seventh grade is when I figured it out. I yeah. found out about how to yeah. do this. Uh, all of seventh grade was me thinking I was so cool making this. <laughs> like, it really wasn't cool at all. And then, uh, I think it was, God, I'm thinking so hard. Because then I moved, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was still doing random stuff. At this point, I'd abandoned the launch pad, by the way. I, I, I hardly use it anymore. Because uh, I've learned that you don't need, like, external really, equipment. You really don't, actually. All you need is a laptop and headphones. Um, and that's also a really cool part about it. Because you <laughs> yeah, could... Yeah. An instrument costs a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a MIDI and I was kind of really using it. That's not to say this is cheap, though. This is super expensive. Yeah, yeah. My software was, like, $400 or something like that. Um, that's nothing compared to, like, a trombone, though. Like... You have to like throw down a couple of grams on Amazon. Time. Then you got you can that shit for like hundred fifty dollars. Really? Yeah, I, dude. This one guy, I'm not gonna say names, but he got like a trombone, right? And like, I was like, yo, how much did that cost? He's like, oh, it was like, it was like one hundred fifty. I was like, what? what? Bro, this thing cost me like three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> literally, like, wait, how would you get that? But like, it was like pretty cheap though. It was like, like got a in, I got a <laughs> that was nice. Yeah, keep going with the timeline. Eighth grade, I um I was still using the same software, but I was mm-hmm. uh, actually making like my own music with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't just stealing people's songs. <laughs> Not anymore. I think it was. Shoot, I'm trying to think because I remember like my my peak peak quote unquote was ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Starting with Harvey, actually, like Harvey was my. Big creative. I'm not even kidding. Like outside, like rain pouring, like yeah. neighborhoods flooding, and I'm here. Like I took the desktop computer from the other room and just put it on my tiny little desk back my yeah. seventh miniature <laughs> desk. And it's like the, the ratio. Basically, this is the size of the whole desk. Mm-hmm. Just this. The the computer was massive. It was like this, and I was sitting on like a stool, making music, 
I think at this point I had upgraded the software. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank God, I can finally like actually do things. Because in the previous fire. version, you get eight tracks. Basically, how do you make music is you have tracks, mm-hmm. which is... How do I explain this? You put one instrument in one track and one instrument in another. Oh, yeah. yeah so you're like limited the, to eight of those. Yeah. That's exactly so my project falls into... Okay. So it was like, yeah. it wasn't live light? Yeah. Of, how did that? Oh, dang. And my project falls into looking like dumpster fires because it would just be <laughs> samples <laughs> on samples, like completely disorganized. Like, I can finally organize myself. And... So I made this song called Luster in, um, during Harvey, and I was like, yo, this is crazy. I'm, I'm finally getting good at this. And then I rebranded to Featherman after that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and uh, everything just kept going. I remember Maru? Yeah. Maru. Yeah, before Maru was Simp Stuff. Simp Stuff? Oh my god, I remember that. I that hate was... bringing that up, but it was Dude, so funny. That was, that, that was, yeah, that was a short-lived name. I'm surprised you brought it up. And then I've everything just kept going, because, um... I think, like, the year after that is the year I released the most music I've ever released in my entire life. Damn. Like, I released Losing Myself, Outsiders, mm-hmm. Jaded, and then that summer I was a uh, mixed contest finalist. Yeah. And then, after that I released Flutter and Lacuna. Flutter's my biggest song ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still my, my favorite song I've ever been. Then everything slowed down because school got too much. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's tough. But I mean, now in the summer, you can start. Yeah, yeah, I have a bunch, I'm sitting on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then I won the mixed contest last summer. That's so, awesome. I, I made sure everybody voted. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yo, you got well, well, I did make multiple accounts. How did you get into it? So, music? Okay, so it started when I was born. Okay. Oh, no, wow. No, but like. You came out the womb with I came the out beats. the womb with a man. <laughs> came out the moon fully making heat. <laughs> no, but back in sixth grade, I joined band, right? Mm. And like, that was a huge contribution. That sounds like a whole variety. I'm going to interrupt you really quickly. Yeah. Not joining band is one of my biggest regrets. Really? Yeah, I, I really, really wish I was a band. That's See, like, weird, because not joining band was like the greatest accomplishment. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy I didn't come. Oh my god, Bro, such a such an L on my part. I don't know, but like when it came to joining band, like, like my band director, like he really liked like my attitude towards it, right? So, cause like I was like super dedicated to like learning all this music stuff, cause like, I was like, yo, music is the one thing I never really dabbled in, cause like I, I always drew and stuff. I was, pretty decent right mm-hmm. um and like so i didn't want to join art right so i was like let me just join band because it's something i don't know how to do right yeah. and i also learned like you get a lot of information from like uh music right so i was like let me just do that so first year i'm like doing pretty good on trombone like i'm like i'm not gonna say i was the best in the class but like they a lot of people implied it and i was like mm, maybe i should keep one going yeah exactly yeah. i was really out there playing my trombone and it was pretty out of tune like you know trombone master huh but and i was not that good trombone. <laughs> i was i was good enough to make it into the top band the second year yeah so uh, i started learning okay. more okay and you like, jazz band too right yeah i joined jazz Damn. band that year and then eighth grade i was kind of godly not really though <laughs> Ninth grade. The double trombone. Ninth grade, I was doing pretty good. I was really just like in band for like the first like five years until like, um, I wanted to go to Miller and I was like, hmm, what should I do at Miller? I wanted to do engineering, but then I was like, oh, I have to have a prerequisite, and I didn't have that. And I was like, you know what? Let me just join audio because like oh, no music, shit. right? Okay. So I joined audio class and I saw Simone there. I was like, no way. Then <laughs> like. I was so dedicated to like to like doing it. I was like, I need to learn this whole dog really quickly. So like, we had Pro Tools, right? And I was like, hmm. I learned a bunch of music theory, so like, this shouldn't be too hard. My first beat sounded like a Halloween beat, bro. <laughs> 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 oh my god, I'm seeing that. That was the exact chord, bro. 
No, but it's, I, I was like, so, I, I gassed myself so much. Like, I was like, yo, this is so good. I started showing like, uh, this one guy next to me. Should I say his name? No, he's, he's no. Cool Just call him a uh, banana man. I'm gonna call him banana man. Yep. <laughs> so banana man is like, yes, that's cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> go so hard. It's just like, yeah. Loop. <laughs> you're like yeah, the, you're the guys in the New York streets. I was just so unfortunate because I was one of the only people in the class who had already been doing it for like yeah. a hot minute. Like there was like three people. No, yeah, three people who like who've been doing it. Like um. He's been DJing, but he didn't like actually make music, right? Yeah, but he really just said someone's name, right? Yeah, Banana Man. Man. That's the most generic name on earth. Oh, uh, Banana Man. <laughs> no, it's. Wait. Man. Oh yeah. So Jump when, on. so when um, what you call it? When they were listening to music and they're like, yeah, were they like, no. my ears burn? No, no. It, wasn't, it wasn't bad at all. It was just like compared to how like, I started, Divine went all in. Like, so you know, you no, it's because it's because like music theory. Like that's really it. Like I learned a lot, like a lot of music theory in eighth grade, mm. especially and um, ninth and tenth. So like learning that stuff, it really like kind of helped. And I, I always had like a natural ear for like uh, for like. Sounds like when it comes yeah. to like uh, pitches and keys, like I don't ha- I don't have perfect pitch at all, but I have like a really good relative pitch. So when it comes to like listening and like hearing out like s- certain sounds, I'm, I just I can kind of get it, you know. So like, and a lot of like trombone, like playing trombone helped out because you know like, uh-huh. you, just uh-huh. make, you make sounds, right? So I was like always like like ready for music, right? And then um, the only the only thing I, I just couldn't do is like get a hold of the DAW. <laughs> I was so bad at using the DAW. Like, it's not even your fault because Puzzles is just bad. <laughs> wait, wait, how are you making oh music at this point? Like, from the very beginning, it's like um a year and a half. Gee. I mean, I don't yeah. blame you, Simone. You you must have did all of it yourself. He had a whole class, no? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a whole class, and plus I was older too, so mm, like mm. information like I took like more information in that. Yeah. But um. Simone was like. And plus, I had like music theory. <laughs> yeah, so we had so, a huge advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, you can't blame yourself for that. <laughs> yeah. But like, I taught myself purely on YouTube. Even, even through that, like throughout like the entire like uh, Corsi Miller, like the software itself, I was just so bad at using it. Right? I didn't use their software. Like, <laughs> really? I pulled out my laptop. I was not like, no, he, he if I had the chance to not use Pro Tools, I would not use Pro Tools. See, Pro Tools is all right for like recording stuff. But, for like, anything else, it's awful. Yeah, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I was, like, I was really out here, like, making beats, like, every single day. Even if we had a, a different project, I was trying to make beats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made so much beats. Actually, yeah, how, how our class worked, basically, our teacher gave us an assignment, but then we're like, you could do this assignment, but you could also do whatever you want. Stop <laughs> but honestly, yeah, like, I don't give a fuck. You just do what you want. <laughs> and it was great, because I would just, like, I would have a two-hour production session every single day yeah. in the class. Like, yeah, well, this is great. And That's I still put up next to nothing. Man. <laughs> I don't even know what I <laughs> Okay, okay. So, oh, actually, wait, before you even continue, I was I was trying to make an EP, right? You remember I was talking about EP. So it was about it was like seven songs, right? And I need one more song in this album. It was like I was like really preparing this EP. I was like, oh yeah, dude, I need seven songs, right? Because I like the number seven, right? So I was like, let me let me get this out, right? Mm-hmm. Literally right before uh, COVID hit, like I had like. Two more songs to record, right? <laughs> and they're all like pretty bad, you know. <laughs> like I had no idea how to mix at all, bad. right? They're all pretty garbage. But you know, I thought it was like pretty cool, like just to like have something and like release it. And um, released the one song, and then COVID took the yeah. rest. <laughs> exactly. 
Like I, I did, I know I did release one song, and it was like pretty garbage at like, cause like the mix I put on it was, oof. But, um, that song it was actually for like this contest that we had, and like I got like so much of my friends to vote. <laughs> the I'm pretty, marketer, sure, that's, I'm pretty bro. sure that's how I won. <laughs> so you rigged yeah. it, huh? Yeah, I, 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 I probably did. What are you a politician? Yes. <laughs> yes. But like, I I just got everybody to vote, and I'm like, I didn't say which one to vote for. I just like let them know like which one I let us mine. <laughs> the song I made for that contest. I never released it. I, yeah. I got so far in it, and it sounds really good. But no, it did sound really good. Well, I was so terrified. Because it's not 100% finished. I made it a collaboration, but the other guy just never mm. worked on it. Mm. And also, I just didn't get motivated enough to finish it. Yeah. I was working on it. I feel that. <laughs> Motivation. But, like, all the songs that, Miller, that I made at Miller, I totally scrapped them. I made a collab with Nick <laughs> oh. in Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish off his name, so. Okay, so... So now that we got that, I would like to talk more about the book. I want to ask y'all, uh, so I've been looking at the surveys, and I've, I've looked at some questions in y'all's responses, and I've picked out some of the ones that I found the most interesting, and I kind of want to ask y'all about them. Ooh. Each from individual, individually, individual. all of y'all. Yes. <laughs> so I want to start with Sultan. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions I asked Sultan was, how does it feel growing old? And you said, I feel like I'm in a race, except for walking in the beginning. But then I realized I was the only one walking and age was actually. Running. So my first thought was, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what does that mean? Tell me more about that. Uh, okay. It, it's pretty much like perception, right? Okay. So like you start off as a kid and uh, the usual stereotype is that kids like they have the whole world in their hand, right? They can do anything. They're really reckless, right? And... For the most part, that was me, right? Mm. Like, I was smart, but I was also dumb at the same time, right? Bingo. So it was like, I was like, I'll do dumb kid things, but like, I could do like the stuff that like, we, we still do that. that. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. So one second, I'm like four years old. Second, next second, I'm like 12. Suddenly, mm. I'm 15, and then I, now I'm 17. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, where did all the time go? Oh. Well, that's what I mean. It's like mm. the whole time, because this whole time I thought I had like all this age thing under control. Like, oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm this years old. I've done this and this. I'm good, right? And I'm like, wait a second. I'm not this years old. I'm actually this years old, and this much time has passed, and I haven't done anything. Like sophomore year to now, I've like well, I've accomplished like some school stuff. I've got awards for it, high honors, all that good stuff, right? And it's just like. But I feel like I was a freshman, like, literally two seconds ago. Like, like what happened? Yeah. So, So this whole time, I thought me and, like, this race, right, was just me and age walking together. But it turns out, age has just been dashing. He's scamming you. Yeah, yeah, he was dashing, and I was just strolling. And I looked up, and I was like... How does that make you feel, like, that feeling of, like, (laughs) I'm 62! (laughs) Like, everything's happening so fast. And it doesn't, like, Um, do you feel like you're not doing enough? No, it's not that. I mean, I'm I'm really extremely competitive, and the person I'm most oh, yeah. competitive oh, with yeah. is myself, right? So if I had ever set a goal for myself at a certain age, and I hadn't beaten it yet, instead of being mad that I hadn't beaten the goal, I get mad at the fact that I set the goal in the first place. <laughs> so it's like, Sultan, why would you say you'd be a multi-millionaire in 11th grade? Shut up, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, real quick. Yeah, it was like one of my goals in elementary was to own a pharmaceutical company by the time I was in ninth grade. <laughs> so I, and that's, that's a pretty big goal. Yeah. So in ninth grade, I was getting mad at myself for setting that goal in elementary, right? I have a PhD. <laughs> right? I'm so 12. instead of like 
freaking out at the fact that I've grown, uh, I, like, ground myself in the fact that I have grown. So I accept mm. the fact that I've grown, and I, I, I plan accordingly, right? So, like, uh, in middle school, I started coding a lot, right? And I made a oh, bunch okay. of websites, and I got really good at it. I got, like, really fluent, and I... All my confidence was gone. Like, man, shattered me, right? Yeah. Computer science. We got into AP comp sci, right? And, and that was horrible. Okay. And um, that, that just, like, shattered me, right? And I thought I could make, like, like I could, like, freelance in IT while I was in, uh, uh, like, high school and make, a, like, a huge batch of money. Big goals. Yeah. I, like, it's just, I, I, the thing is, you know, instead of being, like, oh, yeah, I just want to be big pharmaceutical company, big IT guy and own all this stuff. Like, I would have those goals and I'd have genuine, like, written, like, like smallest detail <laughs> planned stuff for it, right? Yeah. Like, I had every single step down. And the part about it that sucks is um, for the, the, the CEO thing, right? My for me to actually get it to happen, I would have had to get super lucky, and I was gambling on that luck, right? Oh, like I need to get scouted for I hate one. That. Yeah, I, 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 I hate that it was like so much. That's what like, I'm doing. Going <laughs> <school>. <laughs> I was like in elementary. I was like, okay, first of all, this literally cannot happen unless you get scouted, right? So remember how uh, in middle school I bought like uh, I don't know if I told you guys, but like in in the corner of my room. Mm-hmm. This is huge chemistry set, right? Oh, I think you told me about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was I was doing like a bunch of like uh yeah. like testing on my own with like no funding from anyone else. So I was like I was just putting random stuff together, I was reading books, <laughs> I was like I was trying to reverse engineer flies, right? Like I was trying to like see if I can like make like yeah, because they die. Yeah, I was like I, they could if they, they die really fast, they have a really like small like like small gestation period, right? So I can just like I put them on over and over again, right? But yeah. I didn't have like a fancy laboratory to breed flies, right? So it's just like, okay. Catch a fly? Yeah, like, and I catch a dead one because I'm not catching an alive fly. Go away, me. So I started thing, right? And uh, at some point, I got access to chemicals, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents trusted me, right? So I would like, uh, and this is the part I didn't think about, which is stupid, right? I would find stuff, and I'd put things together, and I'd, I'd write, like, reports about it, right? i have a bunch of people docs about it. And then I'd be like, okay, now someone just has to magically find me. I never released any of this information. So oh, ninth grade hits, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't happen. Yeah, It clicks uh, in 11th grade. Mm-hmm. I was in physics, and I was sitting there, and, I, I, and, it, and it hit me that I never released anything that I did. So even if I, if even if it was like impressive, it wouldn't matter because no one saw yeah, it. I'm in a similar position where I actually did release everything I did, but still got nothing. So I'm in a position where I didn't do any of those. So <laughs> I, of course, I wouldn't get scouted. Bingo. <laughs> so pretty much how I handle the fact that I'm aging is uh, I, I I adapt and then just change things and yeah. get mad at my previous yeah. self. Aging scares me, you know that? Because oh, it's like that, loser. but instead of going like, instead of grinding myself in that, I'm like, I get, I panic a lot and I'm like, I, I, I haven't cured cancer yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where am I doing? I think, I think a big issue about that is that school doesn't let you achieve the goals that you really want. Because yeah. you're just so focused on so many other yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, literally senior, like, could we even breathe? No. Yeah. Dude, I thought yeah. it would be easier than junior year. Like, I, no, I might have been... Yeah, exactly. I might have been able to get far with music if I had the time to make the exactly. music. Exactly. Oh, but I don't. I remember... So, uh, I, like, really, like, redid my entire EP, bro. And I was like, okay, let me, like, let me get, gather a few beats. I had no time to make beats. Like, why did I win that mix contest? Because I wasn't in school. Yeah. yeah. If I wasn't 
in school, I would have been fried. Like, like, I was thinking about how people like drop out of school to do things, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, that's so cool, but I could never do exactly. that. Exactly. Like, but it's not like, oh, I love school or anything. It's like, school is cool. I, I like the benefits that it gives me. But there's also so many downsides, so many things I yeah, can't control. And then there's the family orientation, the social integration. Like, yeah. you're looked out. Like, if you drop out and you don't become the world's richest human being, yeah. like, They're you're still... You yeah. <laughs> like, you talk about, like, Isaac Newton, right? He's like, oh, he dropped out of college or whatever, right? And he looked... And they all talk great stuff about him, but, like, it's just him. Like, yeah, everyone yeah. else is talking like, yeah, look at Ethan Moore. Man dropped out of high school, and now he's a bum. Don't, you don't want to end up like him. And everybody's Bro. like, go through high school, go through college, do all this stuff, because everyone else does it. So mm-hmm. then you're looking, like, if you think about that, like, hey, I have this passion. I'm really good at it. I can really make yeah. a difference. It's like, that's cool. But, but go through high school. That, exactly. And college. It, it makes your yeah. goals a gamble. Like, yeah. You, um, what you want to actually do becomes a risk. Exactly. And then you got to do it like, through the actual like, school way. Instead yeah. Of, yeah. The school's like, method, way. which isn't even catered yeah, I mean, towards like, you. Yeah. The society we have today, they make it so that if you don't do school, you have so many consequences. And like yeah. you said, like unless you're like... Like a mastermind, like you know, like you gonna conquer the world. Like a couple fifteen years. different stars yeah. aligned like, in your favor. Yeah, like there's so like, many bad effects. Like I'm pretty sure if you pop, it's gonna be hard to probably even get a retail job. They're gonna be like, dropped out of high school. So, get out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to higher learning, and, and I'm still and screwed. Yeah, and it discourages you. And so they force you to higher learning, like high school. I mean, your parents pay the taxes. It's, I guess you won't. I guess you could argue that's not necessarily a bad thing. But then there's yeah. college. You're gonna get so fucking broke. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah not overprepared, right? And then what did you get? A bachelor's degree or or higher up, and then. Does that guarantee anything? Does that make it to the society automatically go make sex right, seven right? Only no. like a doctor yeah. or something. All of life is like a huge competition, right? So the thing is, well, you're talking about how like high school is paid for pretty much, parents doing taxes, right? So it's like, there's the big, we forget this because we're the type of students we are, but like there's the basic academic like requirement. So you take all academic classes all throughout high school. Mm-hmm. And because apparently high school is not supposed to be like uber challenging, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the kids who take like all AP courses, yeah. they take all AP exams, they take summer courses, they study like mad hard because their parents from hey man, if you don't come out of high school with over a four final, you're dying. But then yeah. there's the other people who do it for themselves. Yeah. You know that might yeah. it might do something for them yeah. in the future. And then, and then there's people like me where you do it and it doesn't do anything. Exactly. Yeah. So huh. then you, you do all this competition and you work yourself to the bone and you try to pursue your other passions and you drop your other passions and you suddenly focus on school and then you finally make it, you graduate with all these awards and all these, you know, like all this recognition. But what's recognition get you? Man, that was good. Okay. Two bucks. It's just like, uh, I'm just going to keep saying society is more general. So, so like I, your teachers or your parents, let's say that, right? Uh-huh. They, I feel like they overgeneralize or oversimplify the process because Getting a like you said, getting a bachelor's, getting all these academic awards does not guarantee anything. No, it's it so much more complex than that. You know, you gotta search, you gotta be picked out, you gotta you gotta find these opportunities, right? Yeah. It's not as simple as oh, you got PhD. It's kind of unfair because like everyone at our calc table has put in the same amount, if not like or similar amounts of effort throughout all four years. Yeah, but only some of us got it good. Yeah, so. And it's like, the fairness and even then, there's also the chance of randomness, right? Like, so there's like randomness. Yes, yeah, that's I've, a big I've thing. I've been reading like about random, like, like, like Harvard acceptances, right? So like, um, you know, there was this one dude. Uh, so you know how Harvard's like, oh, mighty prestigious, and everyone's like, yeah, Harvard's like the, the top, right? That's yeah, what everyone yeah. talks about it, right? So there's people with like 5.0s worked hard all their lives, right, and didn't get in. And there's Billy Bob Joe who was like, you know what, I want to apply and I fit the demographic and I got some moolah and they're like, get in here. Like, like, 
all your work is put because and then and then everybody like uh, when you try to quantify something, you have to compare it to something else, yeah, right? Yeah. And everyone wants to quantify their effort, like what they've done, so they compare it to others. Like, hey, yeah. me with this GPA and this much effort and this much extracurriculars didn't get into. Like, I'm a Texas A&M, right? And then. Billy Bob Joe with like a 3.6 who went through academic like algebra as their high school, like as their senior class, right? <laughs> and did nothing else gets in. So where did I go wrong? Like, is my, is my effort yeah. worth yeah. less? I've had so much trouble yeah. with that uh-huh. these past It's not fair. I mean, that's how colleges work. They, they like choose people for, from a certain, uh, how they do an admissions process is that they like, people are selected for each region of like the U.S., yeah. right? And then they can only choose a certain amount of people from each region, right? And like, each, like, and that's unfair, right? That's unfair because ones if, if a lot of people in that region are really talented, right? But they can only choose a limit. So it's literally not because you're not good enough, but because it's random. Yeah, and they can't like, tell you. Multiple near breakdowns just because, like, why? where did I go wrong? Exactly. Like, what did I do that everyone else... Didn't or it's, what did they do and what did I not do? Up, right? Yeah. And then they leave you, and then they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you got rejected." And then we're just not gonna tell you. Just you just gotta sit with yeah. the fact. And you're, you're just, just like, like sitting there with like nowhere to go. You're in total mystery. Like you yeah. don't know why. You, know, you see everyone Good job else. For all this effort you put in sucks to suck. <laughs> yeah, everyone else who was with you in this same four year path, right? And it's like, yeah, Billy Bob Schmoke got acceptance of this, but but. But with this and this, but I I didn't, and I definitely did more than Billy Bob Joe. So why am I not getting this? What is the quantifiable reason as to why I'm technically worse? Mm-hmm. And they can't, and I get that they have to speak they're to busy, so many really, different people, yeah, yeah. right? But just this, like they don't. I'm I'm sure. No, I'm not gonna say they don't. I'm sure they realize the amount of importance that people put into their like like I like it feels like. I don't even know the term, but I'm sure they know how much people, like, care about what they say in compare, like, when you apply to a college, right? So you apply to, like, Stanford, right? Yeah. And Stanford goes, yeah, we're sorry to say, and you see that, and, and you say, it's literally, it's yeah. not, you don't have to finish yeah. the whole thing, it's just that part right there, yeah. your heart sinks. You already right? know. It's like, what did, where did I, like, how could I have yeah. possibly, it's yeah, the it's mind. like, You're where like, did what, I possibly go wrong? What can I have possibly changed to do this? Like, I did the very best that I could, like, in comparison, it's not even in comparison, it's like, absolute threshold for yourself this is the best you could have possibly feel like imagine yourself doing it and they're like sucks man and it's like and, and you can't eat you can appeal you can do all this stuff but the fact that you even if you do get in again right like um with uh, ut austin mm-hmm. i've seen stuff where people get like uh did like rejected and they mm-hmm. proceed to appeal, and then they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, my bad. You you were actually fantastic. I don't know why you didn't get in, right? Mm-hmm. So they do that, and you're sitting there, and you're just like, but in the first place, I was still denied. Like, why? Yeah. Once, once like, it's there, you can't take it away. Exactly, right? It's, it's, it's literally like when they wronged you once, you're like, like, can you even forgive them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so the next thing I want to ask is... I was really interested in Divine's question. I don't think we have... So, okay. So, here's one thing I need to know. I found two interesting answers from each of y'all. But I'm not sure if we have time to ask about all of them. So, I'm just going to go for one of y'all. Because I want to get to the last part. So, Divine. Um, there's a question where you answer. So, the question was, what would you say to someone who doesn't consider themselves the right person? And your advice was, honestly, there is no right person. Everyone is different. And many people seem good for something. And many don't. Depending on how much you really work towards being the right person really defines you through experience. Tell me more about that. Honestly, like, one word, purpose. And, like, by, by that, I mean, you gotta find it, right? Because, like, I'm not born to be a producer at all. I'm not born to be a trombone player. 
I mean, I'm good at it. Mm-hmm. And you, you might think I'm the right person for that, but, like, the only way, like, I could ever be the right person for that is, like, just based off my experience and, like, in that actual class, like, with my teacher, Mr. I'm just kidding. My <laughs> with my teacher, who uh, taught me how to play trombone, right? Like, my dedication and my, like, my my persistence and, like, actually, like, trying to learn, like, pretty well in it, like, it's what made me, like, be, um, I say like too much. It's what made me become a great trombone player, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Not that I'm great, but, like... <laughs> okay, okay. So, modesty. Yeah. You, you, you correlate right person with true purpose. What is a right person? A right person... In your definition. Like I said, is there's really no right person. It's... But, like, if there is a right person, it would be, like, someone who's, like, dedicated their, like, time and, ex- and like, gain experience to, like, learn whatever they're trying to learn. Okay, one if it's for a bad purpose. Kim Jong-un. No. Okay. <laughs> How are you just gonna name drop like that? <laughs> oh Everyone knows who he is! I guess, I, I guess. didn't agree to the privacy <laughs> policy. Like, you're gonna have to speak to him <laughs> now. He's gonna nuke me, bro. Unfortunately. Okay, but like, Kim Jong-un, he's working for a <laughs> objectively bad purpose, okay? Or, I don't know, just other objectively bad people. Hitler, okay? Dang! Oh, you gotta, you gotta, gotta calm down! You gotta raise him from the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he has a lot of purpose, right? So, yeah. would you consider a right person? But then, he was really purposeful in the Holocaust, okay? But I'm pretty sure that's objectively a mm. fucked up thing. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't say he's purposeful, but, like, from what he... Is he, is he the right person? Ooh, he's not... Ah. Ah, that's a that's an interesting question. Like, what do you mean by purpose? <laughs> the right person to leave the Hulk. <laughs> right? No, but like, uh, but like, he, what, what what would he be the right person for? That's that's what I'm asking you. <laughs> I guess it's I like a question of whether you're the right person to you or whether you're the right person to yeah. someone. Hitler was probably the right person for himself. Yeah, he was yeah. definitely the right person for himself. I mean, I'm the person. Yeah. That's what everyone sees. I mean, like, uh. This kind of reminds me of something I was thinking about, like the multiple existential crises I've had as I was yeah. growing up. Mm-hmm. But one of them was like, you know how it's always like, oh, hey, do I exist? Like to be or not to be and all that exactly. stuff, right? Shakespeare so it's like, one, I was th- one of them I was thinking about is if, uh, you know how it's like, oh, hey, I think therefore I am. Like yeah. you're trying yeah. to justify your existence, yeah. right? It's like, I exist. I, I'm pretty solid and found in that, right? Yeah. And I, even mm-hmm. if all this is a simulation, at least I know something is real, right? Yeah. Therefore I am real. But if I am real, what is me, right? <laughs> like, it, it got, really, yeah, no, it got yeah. much more deep. Like, I was like, what? Because like, I, do I choose what type of music mm, I like? Because uh-huh. I listen to something and I don't go, yeah, I like this and choose to like it. It's like, I listen to it because it sounds nice mm-hmm. and I like it. Yeah, but yeah. why does it sound nice? Like, oh, why, yeah, why does yeah, it sound yeah, nice yeah, to me but yeah. not to him, like, right? Why do I hate country music? Exactly. What <laughs> made me do this? There was why no, does there was really no Bob condition. love country so much? <laughs> why do I like, I, 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 I really like, I know a lot about the biological, like, makeup of human beings, right? Right? So I know how, like, taste buds work and all that good stuff, right? So I was like, okay, we're all born in the same environment. I mean, there's sure, like, some differences, but they wouldn't, attend, like, affect you predominantly as to how you feel about food, right? Yeah. So why is it I love pizza so much, but I don't like calzones, right? So why is it that I can eat this, but I don't like this? Yeah. Why but do I like the same thing? lemon-flavored potato chips, but I can't drink lemonade? Okay, okay. That, that's really interesting because the idea, like, it's like instinct almost. You... You instinctively like something, but the, you don't need reason to understand why you liked it, right? If anything, that would just like exemplify why you liked it, right? And I, I don't know, this is like a far stretch, but I was thinking of, you know how people are just like 
racist. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I was first thinking of like people being instinctively racist, mm -hmm. which is a, you could argue a survival aspect. Like yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to interact with people who don't look like you. Yeah, different because, from you. Yeah, to be fair, in like survival terms, that's <laughs> right. Like, to be fair, to racist. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to be your racist. But I'm thinking again, like racism um, was a justifiable thing. Well, not not justifiable. <laughs> well, wait a second. Wrong words. Right. People, you're spreading your propaganda? <laughs> people justified racism. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, people you. gave you reason to hate. And and you could... <laughs> what are you doing? I, I got to make sure everybody knew what you were saying about racism. <laughs> so would you argue for something like racism as an instinctual thing or a thing that you had to justify first to begin? Uh, then uh, it's like the biological actually, factor. Again, so, like evolution and stuff. Yeah, like... Selection. You know how like everything is different? Like, let's say like uh, freaking crocodile over here, right? Mm -hmm. An actual crocodile. He's a bird, right? It's like, what is that? That ain't me. That's not me. <laughs> yeah. right? That's right, me. It got wings. It looks into the bird. It's like, yo, what could it do? The bird can't do anything, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, I'm going to eat that thing. You know? Mm -hmm. It's different, right? Or like, right, uh, like a, a giraffe, right? And a lion, right? A giraffe is just chilling like, yo, what is that thing? Oh, shoot. It's coming towards me. Like, what is that? Should I like hate it? Because it's about to eat me or whatever? Or, like, <laughs> it looks, it's, a, it's like different perspectives. Like different things think differently. Because like, they, they they have like pre uh pre whatever predetermined predetermined like ask like um ideas of what the other things are right and like I guess that's what racism really is but like um what am I even talking about <laughs> <laughs> it was probably like that when it first emerged yeah it first emerged, yeah moving yeah. forward it was more so pure people like visiting after yeah. and they're like oh, oh yeah oh, shoot. why is he approaching Wait, so like if he's you were, dark. So like, if you were born never having seen a person of a different, different skin color, yeah. you'd be like, your parents would be like, oh, they're a different skin color. Don't like okay. them because they're bad. See, like, it's they wouldn't have a mind of their own. Yeah, you, you just don't know what it is. I mean, like, when you figure it out later, it's like, oh, they're like a human. Okay, so, okay. Let's yeah. say I saw an alien. Would you be curious or terrified? A mix of both. Yeah. Depends a on the person, really. Okay, so... Why does so you know the people who first visit you know and and see these dark people dark and dark. why did they instead of going yeah, like yeah. hey let's let's figure them out let's let's try to they just instantly put hey, I'm sure there are thought people, they were I'm sure there are people who thought that way actually they just weren't the ones in power mm -hmm. I think it, you know think about it, it like is? the same way uh, it is with dogs like uh, babies reactions to dogs. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you can show like a German Shepherd to a dog, right, or, or, or to a kid, right, and they won't freak out. You show a German Shepherd to another dog, another kid, and they do freak out. But even though both have never met a German Shepherd before, there's two separate responses, right? So you can equate that to intelligence or or like predisposition, or predisposition, but it's I don't know why, and I don't think anyone else knows why that is the case. My first instinct would be to shoot the alien. It would yeah, be like you know, I wonder <laughs> what the aliens what are the for. Heck? Oh. This is kind of cool. Some yeah. some dude came from space. Yeah. That's kind of rad. I want to know more. So you shoot him? No, no wanna you want to know about it. I thought you said you want to shoot him. No, my first instinct oh. wouldn't be to. Oh, like, I heard it would be to shoot him. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, okay, okay. One of my my guiding questions for like my whole like oh hey what am I thing it was to describe things that I like and not like oh this song but like it's like really like basic things right mm -hmm. so I'd be like okay describe yellow and I'd be like what yellow. is yellow and I was like yeah, I've okay. actually been thinking about that like. What if we all see different colors? Yeah, 
But that's there's a, no way to That's know a it. theory that I have. Oh, I have, I have two theories. Like purple's different to you. Right? Yeah. Yes. yeah, I wouldn't know, right? Actually, yeah. Exactly. You, you I it's like a warm, warm color, stuff. but what is a warm color? Uh-huh. It's <laughs> like, uh... I have like two theories I've made since I was a kid, okay. which is the theories of colors and the theories of uh, of nothing, right? Tell me. Oh, you want to know? Wait, which one? Both. Theory okay. Both. The theory of nothing, right? The theory of nothing is that nothing is not real. So the way it works, no, it gets okay. really deep. It gets really okay. deep. Okay. But the way it works is right. We know how you know how everything has a counter opposite. Mm. So for uh, like let's say for for every right action is a wrong action, right? So for there to be something, there has to be uh, there has to be the idea of nothing, right? Because mm. something is the absence of nothing, right? Yes, we have to acknowledge the yeah. absence. Yeah. So for there to be like light is the absence. Keep talking. Oh, for there to be nothing. There has to be the absence of something, right? Mm-hmm. But the concept of nothing is in itself something, right? Oh, so then shit. what is so then objectively speaking, what is something? Something is is anything that is not nothing. And where can you find nothing? Nowhere. But is that nowhere something, or is that nowhere nothing? And it turns out that nowhere is something. Therefore, what is nothing? Nothing is literally not possible. That you can't re- get nothing. That reminds me of this interlude in one of my favorite albums. It's just spoken word for like less than a minute Actually, i'm gonna read it to you it's he says every concept every notion has a counterpart yet every idea is opposite it's just the absence of the idea itself absence is the absence of presence but presence is the absence of absence any perceived differences in fact also a deep connection in this way opposing forces are unified and the world becomes a cooperative web of interdependent pieces so it's like you're just kind of like, what on earth did I just yeah, listen like, to? Like, I need you to write this down and send it to me because okay. basically it's like this, like big brain thoughts. And then there's the the okay, give me the color one. Okay, the color one was just uh, purple is purple. This one is not. It's just like a theory. Like this one for the for the nothing one. Like I would I would fight for that one. Like I genuinely believe yeah. that one. But with the color one, that was just like it was like a fun thought. I was thinking on like a bus trip back from middle school, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so. I can't describe a color. Like, if you tell me to describe yellow, I say, oh, it looks like a blend of this color and this color. That's because those colors are already defined, right? So I was like, you know how there's colorblind people? What if everyone is quote-unquote colorblind? But it's not like the same colorblind. Like, you know, you have different type of colorblindness, right? It's like, okay, your teacher sees purple, right? And you see purple in front of you, right? But your teacher, well, let's say, oh, man, it's going to get confusing. But, right, your teacher sees purple and you see purple, right? And your teacher says, this is purple. But the purple you see is red, and the purple she sees is yellow. But you both call it purple. Mm-hmm. So when she asks yeah, you to yeah. go get purple, you go get what you see is red and what she sees is yellow. But you both call it purple, mm-hmm. right? And y'all, y'all think it's like and when, when they describe it as a warm color, like red is a warm color. You think that purple, yeah. Is warm. So now you think that that color yeah. is warm, right? Something like that, yeah. So then the people who are colorblind, who are like, oh man, what, what the what the heck is this? Like they're having like switches. I don't know what's up with them. I, I, I didn't come up with anything. <laughs> yeah. But like, for everyone else, how I thought of it was just like, no, like, like okay, uh, Ethan, describe this. What do you call Like, what do you say this? What do you say this? Like, like yellow. Like a mustard like yellow, yellow. Like mustard yellow, uh-huh. right? Okay. Describe Dark. mustard yellow. Dark piss. See, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I can't accurately describe it using other objects. I can only describe it with the other predetermined colors. Yeah. Exactly. So then how am I going to tell you what this looks like? Because to me... I, I can say the same thing. It looks like mustard yellow. But what if my mustard yellow looks different to you? Because it's the... It's the uh, if you did computer science, it would be a lot easier. But in computer science, you have brackets, right? And for those brackets, you can put something under a general term, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same way for colors. We generalize every color. Therefore, it, it doesn't matter if we see it differently, but we call it the same it, thing. It's technically impossible to specify. Exactly. So I could, I could not tell if you see it as something different unless I, you know, like, 
see something different. So, like, I remember uh, I was little. I look at how crustaceans can see an entirely different color spectrum yeah. than us. Yeah. I was like, what if we all have separate different color spectrums? Like, mm. that wouldn't make sense biologically speaking. Color but but mutations in junk. We can never say no to yeah, exactly. that. Exactly. You can't 100% yeah. say no. It's impossible to see through another person's exactly. eyes. So, it's like, what do yourself. you see? Like, sometimes, uh, this is this is really stupid, but, like, there used to be like, drip text, like you know, like, like the fit checks, right? And people would be like, "Oh, I don't really like that color pattern," but I'd be like, "Wait, that looks just fine to me, right?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, there's too many contrasting colors. It was mostly black." So I was like, "What do you mean, right?" And he goes, "Oh, you just wearing this black right here and this like lighter shade of black right here, right?" And I'm like, "Interesting, right?" So let's say under the pretense that we all see the same colors, he just didn't like those two shades of black, right? Or the different shade of black for him look completely different than what I call a different shade of black, yeah. right? So then, what, like, am I the only person on earth who sees Simone's shirt as dark orange or you could mistake it for red? Or and I call this dark orange or red and Simone sees it as, like, I don't know, like, like blue. But he calls it dark orange that's what it's been, like, told yeah, to him as. For all I know, the black on your shirt might be white to someone else. Exactly. Like, there's no way. Exactly. And what is pink? What is, like, you can't describe these colors. So where did it come from? Like, Caveman see color. That means color the only thing we could truly argue is that contrasting colors is universal, no matter how you see it. Because it doesn't matter if you, if I see your white mm-hmm. as black or I see your green as purple, the contrasting colors are still there. Yeah. So that's one thing we can definitely argue. But that's a weird concept. Why is that universal, but not other colors? Another universal thing is time. Like, what is time? Mm-hmm. Who invented yeah. time? You like, see, like time is affected by gravity. Like, it is. It is. Crazy. The faster you go, That's crazy. the faster time goes through you. Yeah. Like some guy woke up one day and said, it's 1.37 p.m. No, no, for real. Okay, no. No, yeah. Measuring time? Like, okay, that's, that's, a, that's a whole different thing. Measuring time? Like, like who, who started yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh I get, that was just, I, I, for like the whole time thing, for a while I thought I was woke and I was like, wait, it's, it's like, like, everyone's like, oh, time is just a concept. And I was like, yeah, it's woke. But no, I know actually that's true. It is just a concept used to help manage time. Yeah. But because of, like, you know how, uh, you know the game Telephone, right? Mm-hmm. You start off with something and it slowly gets more and more distorted as time, as like, as things oh, go on, really? right? Yeah. That's how time works. At first, you know, like, you know, the sundials and all that, time just used to regulate things. Like, oh, hey, around this period in the sun cycle, mm-hmm. we can do this and this. But throughout the years, it's become more like, hey, instead of doing this and the time just follows, now we follow the time. Like, the, the mm-hmm. order has changed, right? So now time is the, pre- like, the predeterminant of what we do. Mm-hmm. And therefore, people are, like, born. It's like how you, like, uh, you're born in different like classes, like lower class, middle class, high class. Like you're trapped within said class yeah. until something else happens and something else like changes your perspective of it, right? So you're born and you're raised under the concept of time. It's like, oh, I'm seven years old, but what is the concept of seven years? Someone else just made that. And have you guys seen how they've like changed the way years and time work so many different times. Like, time used to be like, there's like 365 days, like, oh, we don't like this. Now we have like half days, or now we have leap years, and they, they have all this other stuff. And everyone's just like, yup, mm hmm, yeah, sir. You just taking in the information without even like, yeah, like, you, you're, just, you're, you're trapped. So, whatever anyone else says about time, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is fact. One of the funniest things to me is people who are born on leap years on the day in February that, that gets left over. February 7th, so, like, isn't it 29th? Yeah. Like, what if your birthday's on February 29th? Just don't exist. Are you like when everyone else is like twelve years old? You're like what? Fifteen. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're like two or something. Exactly. So, they, 
Because you haven't gone through a year. Yeah. So you haven't reached the other February 2020. Time is, is time the dependent value or the independent value? And people are always, even in physics, time is always the independent value, yes. right? But time exists created by humans. So is it the dependent? Like, what is, the, the concept of time is too arbitrary to actually, for me at least, to mentally like place as something. Okay. So let's, Let's let's move on from these. Uh, My bad, you know, a little too, a little too woke, a little too woke. I was about to get on that. Okay, so now I just own. I just, I'm doing this because I want to get to Simone's point. Oh, yeah. Simone's uh, interesting answer. Mm-hmm. So, when I said, "What are your five songs you can't live without?" You just went fucking. Oh, I was gonna do that too, but I have way too much songs. You said, "Okay, oh, do you like have these uh, like on on by heart or something?" Uh, if I can, let me see if I can dome them. The first one is "Start End by Eden." Uh-huh. The second one. I'm going to go out of order. Um, one of them is Musician by Porter Robinson. Ooh. One of them is Pixel Empire by Madian. Mm-hmm. One of them is Lark by Direct. Mm-hmm. And Thousands of Summer Twilight. That's Sandra crazy because you look like reverse that and you get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. What do you want me to talk about? <laughs> you got Mansions, Brockhampton, oh, yeah, Take You On, yeah, Seven Minute Dead, The Divide, East Coast Terrified. Falls and I Live Here, Morning Might Turn what Things What did around. the entire playlist? <laughs> okay, so... So I'm interested because I know you're a big music guy. Mm-hmm. What do they say? What do these songs say for you? Okay, I'm gonna have to like. <laughs> hold on. You got like a whole essay on this or some shit? No, I I, I need to see the. I have a playlist called the Eight, which is like the top eight songs. The Eight. The eight. <laughs> Did they ever change? Like. Uh, very rarely. these songs are actually the Eight. Actually, no. One of them changed this year. I, oh, I swapped out an artist song for it. Like, Musician by Porter Robinson. That used to be Fellow Feeling by Porter Robinson. But he put out a new album and that one resonated with me more. That shit was bopping. Um, no okay, so for Start End, which is my favorite song ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The song for me personally just conveys such a feeling of hopelessness that I've never heard in anything else. And, and you enjoy that? I love it so much. Hope not because I hate, not because I love it. That's a real Hitler vibe. Wait! <laughs> Man just likes feeling empty, that's all. It, it came out um, ninth grade. And I, I, I follow music religiously, so I always like have in mind when this came yeah, out. Yeah. When this is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always give you something to look forward to. Pass. Copyright. Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, two seconds, two seconds. Two seconds and you're done. And Start End came out right, like, very close to when I first met everyone again. Like, because I, I moved the year before. Yeah. I came back and ended up seeing everyone again. But I came back a completely different person because Katie just destroyed me. Oh, yeah. God. And this song just kind of, like, reflected that entire, like, Moment in time for so me. It's like a memory. How was More Katie? Like, it as like most songs are memory. Yeah. So how was Katie though? Awful. It was horrible. <laughs> I felt like such an outcast because everything there is just sports. Jeez. Oh yeah? But then yeah. why do you listen to a song that reminds you of how hopeless it was? Because it's just a good song. Because you too. left the area. Because you left it's not. It's not just the memory that I cherish. It's the just the song itself is mm. really good. It's kind of like how when you're sad, you suddenly you just find yourself listening to sad music. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't listen music. to the song that often anymore. Um, Overplayed. No, I, I can play it a million times and never get sick of it. Damn. But I just okay. yeah, I've moved on. Maybe you're time. moving past that memory. Yeah, better. You're a better place in life. You have Sultan now. <laughs> you have Sultan now. <laughs> Sultan D. Great Jacobs. Exactly. That's what I was. So tell me about the other ones. Um, thousands of summer twilights. That one is a song I didn't find on release. Most of these songs I found on release. Mm-hmm. Oh. This one is I found about a year after it came out. 
And I found this last year. This is the last year's song. And it was a pandemic song. Okay. That's how I that's how I remember the song. Okay, what about what about uh Lark? Lark is a Monster Cat release. Monster Cat is a uh the record label that inspires me basically every single day. Like it's my main end goal. And it's just my favorite song that came out. And I attach it a lot to seventh grade because it came out December seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I remember that reminds me. Remember how you'd like I would harass Divine with Monster Cat. He would shove Monster Cat down my throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would Monster take Cat. it. I would take it with open arms. <laughs> like I'd be like, yes. Monster I remember Cat. you really liked Chokehold. Dude, Chokehold, Choke bro. Hold. Stone Big's music was like my favorite. Choke and he's still at it. He's still. Oh my god. I found. Uh, I didn't. I, okay, so Simone, like the phrase where Simone was like super interested in like Monster Cat, right? Uh, and he was like showing everybody it. He showed me Monster Cat once, and the he showed it to me after I like. Okay. Simone was wearing this Monster Cat shirt before, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Monster Cat logo looked like this game logo, right? And Simone was wearing it. I was like, yo, Simone, you play that game too? He's like, what game? Like the thing on your shirt. And he's like, what are you talking about, right? <laughs> and uh, we talked about this whole time, right? And then uh, I show him the logo. He goes, no, this is Monster Cat, right? I'm like, that's such a stupid name. <laughs> 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 and uh, he proceeds to show it to me, right? And then like three days or so, like a few weeks later, I find, a, like I'm like, SoundCloud just playing through, right? Mm-hmm. And I hear a song by them. I'm like, wait, this is got a fire, right? So the whole time, right? Uh, Simone, every now and then I hear like Simone talk about it, right? I'm like, oh, but I don't want to seem like a loser because I said I like I dissed the name, Mad <laughs> oh, Heart. That- so I would just secretly listen in and not say a word. But you kind of like you kind of like that one Squidward. Squidward in this like one scene when he ate a Krabby Patty. Oh yeah, <laughs> he was like, Ooh, "It's not good, I swear." <laughs> I never dissed like their music. I just dissed the name, and I just didn't want to go back on that. Guy. I still thought the name was stupid, and now I have like a playlist filled with, like Monster Cat songs. Like one of them was like really, really good. Like it was like yeah. the air I got into dubstep. When I, if I go back to my like old SoundCloud, like bro, bro, this is Monster Cat. And then like like in like late eighth grade, you just get, yeah, like, you infected us. Like different like music, but it's like it's just monster cat. I called you bacteria. Eighty <laughs> percent, actually eighty percent. It's just it, I don't know. It became such a staple of my life, and I I'm not as annoying about it as I used to. What about a Pixel yeah. Empire? Pixel Empire sounds real. It's more it's more so. The thing with Maddie, Maddie is my favorite artist. Mm. Um, wow, I'm surprised. The I thing, was eating. not anymore. Damn, and it's for yeah, a good reason. I'm gonna get to. Um, the thing with Madian, I don't know how I can explain this and give it justice. I don't have a favorite song by Madian. Mm-hmm. It's more of a collective thing. Oh, like, and I just chose a song because I needed like, a focus song. all your energy onto this song. The single most pivotal, inspirational musical moment I've ever had mm-hmm. was Madian's Good Faith live show in December of 2019. I've never been so entranced by something in my entire life. And I'm seeing that show again in September when I go to Second Sky, and I'm so excited. Second what? Like, Second Sky, it's a music festival. Okay. Um, and it's... it's an, it, bleh, I can't talk. So basically what Madian did was... It's this audiovisual experience. Everything that happens with the music happens in the visuals, too. Oh, shit. That sounds like, so true. It's so cool. And I just put this on here because I needed it. <laughs> I needed to recognize it here. Because like whenever I listen to Good, Good Faith is the album, I can never listen to one song on a song. Mm. I listen to the whole album like front to back. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of and it's not even that long. It's like 30 minutes long. So, yeah, that's what that song is. So we're just going to go on the last one. What about Musician? That's a brand new one. Uh, that was this year. Um, Damn. And it, over- and it topped out everything else? All these honorable mentions? Yeah. 
I was dedicated to this answer. Musician is a song about being a musician. Mm. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's not. It's just random shit. It doesn't. What, what struck me so about so. Oh my god, I'm losing my sense of voice. I love that. What strikes me so interesting about it is that it doesn't talk about the good about being a musician. It's a really sad song. It sounds so happy, but the lyrics are so depressing. Because it's about the artist Porter Robinson, and this is his, al- his first album in like seven years. Mm. And it's basically him talking about what he went through in between albums because he was expected so much was expected out of him right and he just got thrown in just a complete just creative destruction like Damn. depression this like, creative just, dilemma huh? yeah yeah how and you, how, yeah how did you know, the song is just talking about all of his doubts and like why doesn't he have a job instead of this why can't he grow up and get out of this music phase like is this all really actually worth it Where's the enjoyment in all this? And how, how do you feel when you listen? Like, what's in your mind when you listen to this? Is this going to be me? <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> listening to that? Yes. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's reassuring because the song's really happy. Like, happy sounding. Mm. And because he got out of it. And you feel like you're going to get out of it. I'm he not hopes. even in it yet. Yeah. I hope I'm not in it. But it's no. a hope. It, like, it's a co- basically the opposite of Start End. It's a hopeful song. Mm. Not in the lyrics, but in the actual context of it. That's interesting. If that makes sense. Do you feel like that maybe Eden, the start end, does turn hopeful at some point? Because it's kind of like, I'm out of here now. Like, I'm out of this horrible middle school Katie experience. Start end is just a depressing song. Like, the last lyric of the song is, uh, it's all wrong. Damn. Damn. Yeah. You the, the, first, the first lyric of the song is, try to kill it, but it won't stop bleeding. Jesus. It's so depressing. The song is so sad. Right, you kill it, but it won't stop bleeding. So we definitely don't have time to uh, talk about the other questions, but I, I just, I just, I wish I could, but then it have turned into like a three-hour interview. Hey. We'd have to be breaking records. Like Six Sultan's Nunless. I really thought that's so interesting. No, I want to know to them more. What was the question? What's your best quality? Oh, and oh. I was like, nunless? What? Yeah. But, but what did you say? Nullessness. Oh, nullessness. I thought you said nunless. Like, it keeps a spreadsheet of nunless. That's so interesting, but we don't got time. You can so. use it as a bait for like a second one. How much time do we have? I mean, if, if we ever get, get to it again. We can spend yeah. five more minutes to the two hour mark. <laughs> okay. But I want to go to the last format, and this is an interactive one. Okay. So I hope you guys are ready for it. Yeah. 